blessings better i uh welcome you to another time in god's presence let's just bless the name of the lord together lord i love you i thank you for this time in your presence kaliya tosh marataska telebaya tosh kata kandere toske pretush kalambandia tole brata kalebarata skwateske pretosh katilia kata elano beredo selia katosh kapratska telebaya kata kalebre tosh kanto bratuska talabaya kata oh thank you for your love lord jesus i bless your holy name oh god Amen. What I have for us today, I titled God's standards. <laughs> It's a, a very short teaching and I believe that it will bless somebody whose heart is open to receive what God has for him or her today. So thank you, thank you. Thank you for connecting and um I pray that your life is transformed by this teaching in Jesus name. Amen. God's standards. God's standards constitutes his laws, his systems, and the structures he put in place. His laws even govern the principles or the systems and the structures put in place. Remember that the laws are the words that proceed from God's mouth. Now, this isn't only about the things we term spiritual, but even life in general. This physical earth is governed by laws. And we need to understand that righteousness is not about being able to keep or am I, what am i saying here we need to understand that righteousness is about being able to keep exactly to one standard so let me put that again to us righteousness is about being able to keep exactly to one standards nobody is able to stay righteous because we even break principles we put in place for ourselves so let me say that again i said that righteousness is about being able to keep exactly to one standards god is ever righteous meaning he is unflinching in breaking principles he put so many things in place that he never violates being able to abide by a certain set of standards laid down by himself makes him righteous no one can ever attain that level by self will so now we get the whole scope of what it means to be righteous there are certain laws that govern this earth i'm sure that you've heard of the law of gravity the law of inertia friction momentum kinetic energy all these laws are put in place they are the physical laws that hold the things that we see just take a thought and then think on how these laws stay regardless of the season we're in year in and out 
This shows you how thorough God is because God is a very thorough person. If he is very strict with the laws that govern the things that we can see, how much more his realm, the things that we that that God the realm we call spiritual. Somebody will say God is love. <laughs> yeah, God is love. There's no doubt about that. But take no thought that he will break his laws for you to live a free life. No. Again, what makes God righteous is his ability to keep to a certain standard regardless of the situation. Let's look at this example. Jesus even had to die for our sins because a man violated a law. A law of God, right? And then the resulting effect was instant death as a result of the sin man committed. God in all of his power and glory couldn't even bend his own laws for man to escape the wrath of death. Jesus had to come and die in place of us to, to make us free from sin. So someone had to come and pay the price for violating the laws. I'm showing you how strict and thorough God is. What makes him righteous? So if we call ourselves envoys of Christ, it means that we have the righteousness of Christ in our spirits. The way we receive this righteousness is by the privilege of grace, by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So it is only right for us to keep to the standards of God because of the privilege of this grace we have received. That things like lies, cheating, fornication, adultery, you know all these things, malice, backbiting, bearing false witness and all of those things will be far away from us. How are you an envoy of Christ and you find it very easy to compromise at your place of work, in your business dealings, your feet, they're very quick to choose what isn't right. <laughs> we live in a, in a world today where people choose gray areas. Since it's not black or ah, and it's not totally white, it's still fair. God will understand. <laughs> My dear, God doesn't understand though. He will never break his standards simply because he loves you. If he broke his standards, then we can't call God righteous anymore. Imagine you jumped into a river with no idea on how to swim. Wouldn't you sink or even drown, Seth? Why didn't, why didn't the water then understand that you can't swim? Or is your first time doing something stupid like this and then the water tries to suspend you? Why didn't the laws there just hold you in place so that you can just get back to the shore and escape? The way physical laws stay unbendable, right? Spiritual laws are even more strict. They stay unbendable. And that's a fact. All these laws and all of these things, they were put in place by the same person. By the same individual. 
So it is his desire that every one of his children come to a place where we look like him. That is, it's, it's God's desire for all of us to come to a place where we look like God in all things by keeping to God's standards where we stand on what is right you compromise with very little things at your level now and you are hoping that God will trust you with the with the nations or with an intense level of kingdom wealth you are joking you are joking let me tell you something here being good or moral with an intent of breaking God's laws, it doesn't fly you. What I mean is that this world is full of many good people. In fact, when you go to hell, you see a lot of good people in hell. What you have on the other side in heaven are saved people. Being good doesn't take you to heaven. There are many good people that they, they exist. There are many good people on earth here that exist. But you might be good with an intent that seems right to you. But the end is destruction, like the Bible says. If it's about violating God's standards. Doesn't the Bible say that there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end leads to destruction? The Bible didn't say that that man was a bad man. Let me even show you scripture. Let's look at 2 Samuel 6. 2 Samuel 6. Precious Holy Spirit. 2 Samuel 6. Precious Holy Spirit. Uh, six to nine. Did I get that Holy Spirit? Ela barata sequeto sheliata mila kabarata skate. Second Samuel six six to nine. So I'm reading. And when they came to Nakon's threshing floor, Uza put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it. For the oxen shook it, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error, and there he died by the ark of God. Now look at what happens in verse 8. In verse 8, and David was displeased by that, you know, because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah, and he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day, and David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? I'm showing you how strict God is with his laws. If God says, Do not do something, it's unbendable. It's unbendable. <laughs> it's unbendable. Let me give us another example. I don't want to open too many scriptures. Uh, do, you, do we remember the story of how Saul needed to inquire from God and then God wasn't speaking to Saul? And Samuel tarried for about seven days. What happened? Saul was in a haste and then he made an offering. He sacrificed. He made a sacrifice to God. And what he did wasn't meant, wasn't in his power to do. It was meant to be a priest or a prophet who would make such sacrifices to God. When Samuel came, what did Samuel say? Samuel said that you have done a foolish thing. And because of what you have done, the kingdom of Israel is taken from you and given to someone else. (laughs) 
there are always grave consequences for violating God's laws. Grave consequences. God has standards. And he never bends these standards because he loves us. In fact, if we love God, we should strive to be like him. Since he has given us his righteous spirit through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, then we should crave to be like him. The Bible says that the path of the just like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. So what you have in all the stories I read to us is you have good men with good intentions. Uzzah wanted to catch the ark. Looks like a good intention. Ah, made this ark no fall down. Made this ark no break. He would try to grab it, yeah? And then what happened to him? The, the, the wrath of God came upon him and he died right there. Because he was violating a standard, a principle of God. Today in this world, this world presents us with things that look good. Ah, but if you wait versus God's principles, will these things stand? Will they? Let us not compromise our faith with what looks good and let's stand on what is righteous. Let me give you some examples. Today, it's okay to call something sexual compatibility. People are fornicating, no? And you say, oh, they're just trying to see if they're compatible. My dear, you are running into a very, very, very quick sand. Some traditions will say, oh, let's see if she's fertile. You should probably get her pregnant first. It sounds like a very logical idea, but then if you weigh it against God's standards, does it stand? Does it stand? Couples are cohabiting. They are not married. In fact, in the Western world, it seems to be a very normal thing now for couples to cohabit. It's acceptable. You don't want to, uh, you don't want to be tied down by legal suits and lose all you have. But then you're living with someone who is not your spouse. <laughs> if you weigh it against God's standards, is that right? Not to talk of all these activist groups that exist today. It looks like they're fighting for something real, something righteous. Looks like they're fighting for something good. Oh, LGBTQ. They were born this way. Oh, they. Oh my God. What what about bribery? What about bribery? You are very fast to want to bribe or receive bribes. And then you call yourself a good person. Well, you might be good. To you, you might be good. But when you stand against the scale of God's standards, would you stand? You hear a voice at the back of your mind that says, Ah, just add another extra zero to this check, bros. Eh? Add another zero to this check now. And then you're quick to, you're always in the haste to make such decisions. I know that I am um, making this subject a bit light by making it a bit funny but then these things are real because what makes us qualified to be called sons of god is when we stand righteous in this world the bible says that can you light a lamp and hide it underneath a bushel no you can't do that because it's not right we're the light of the world we should show this world that we are the light of god let us all sit down 
and reevaluate our lives against God's standards. That's what this teaching primarily is about. For us to weigh our lives against God's standards. Cross-examine every single area of your life. And then ask yourself, how does my life weigh against God's standards? God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for connecting, Bethel. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that uh, God helps us to stand by what is right by Him. I pray that God gives us His righteous spirit for those of us who have not encountered Him. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will help us to be discerning and make wise decisions every single day. In Jesus' mighty name, I call you blessed, better. Shalom.